Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Lines of Excellence, which is episode five from season eight and originally aired on the 3rd of November, 1991. Our writer for this episode is J. Michael Straczynski. He's written seven episodes and we've covered The Wind Around the Tower and Final Curtain, which are both his. Wow. Very like varied. He's more famous for doing, I think, almost the entirety of Babylon 5. And he also did um, the Wachowskis series uh, Sense 8. I think he co-produced that or something like that. Oh, okay. So I guess kind of a sci-fi guy, but this isn't a sci-fi episode. This is about computers. So I guess kind of (laughs) (laughs) sci-fi. I I guess at the time they were, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What does fatal disc error mean? That's not compute. That's not good. Like your computer's been murdered. (laughs) 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 A lot of jokes. So (laughs) Jessica's teaching at, is it like Manhattan University or something like that? Mm -hmm. So she has a real rising star in her class called Michael Rosari, played by David Ciminello. And he is in the very first episode, very engaged in her class, but he gets booted out of her class right away. Apparently he'd been hacking his grades so that he could get into her class because he didn't have high enough grade point average to take her class, but he wants to be a writer (laughs) and was quite keen to get involved. She sort of I mean, the long story with that one is he basically went in, hacked it. They didn't notice. But when he went in to try to correct the grades, they noticed him meddling around in there. And then he, at the end, he gets to audit the class. So that's, we'll wrap up there with Michael. But Jessica says if she can try to get him back into the class, he could do her a favor by helping her find a computer or learn how to use computers. And he says, I have just the people for you. So he takes her to see Alan Miller, played by Charles Frank, and Linda Truett, played by Tricia O'Neill, who run a company, I guess, that they do computer games, but they also do these classes where it teaches really high-level people like CEOs and fancy New York older people to use computers um, and also to hook them up with computers in their home so they like find out what they need and then try to get the right computer for them the teacher of the class is a guy called Derek St. James played by Alan Fudge he's also the person that installs the computer in her home so also uh, like hanging around the classes is a guy called Henry Waverly played by David Groh who seems very disgruntled and a fellow classmate called Jason O'Connell played by Conrad Janice who's like a big developer guy Anyways, she's taking the lessons. She meets Michael's parents. Michael works at this place, by the way. He is acquiring the computers for them, which will he'll get him into trouble later. And he's <laughs> obviously like running afoul of some people. It doesn't seem on the up and up. His mom's Rosalie Rosari. Her she's played by Karen Kandasian, and Dominic Rosari is his dad, played by Carmine Caridi. So, what ends up happening is Alan gets murdered. And Jessica starts looking into it uh, alongside two detectives, Lieutenant Timothy Chance, played by Charles Cyphers, and Lieutenant Cynthia Devereaux, played by Randy Heller, who are a bit of a double act. We can talk about them a little bit later. Essentially, what happens is Michael gets arrested because he's been buying computers on the quote-unquote gray market, which means they're sort of like knockoff computers and because uh, he gets to pocket the difference between the money they give him and whatever he doesn't have to pay for them. He had no idea, even though like real sellers of like items like no definitely idea. like hit you in the face if you haven't paid them on time. That's like a total normal thing that happens. It's like, Michael, come on. But anyways, long story short, it turns out that Derek, our teacher, has been utilizing the computers and the um, internet coming in through the phone lines to hack into people's computers and to find out, like basically sending their documents to his computer to find out what they've been up to and start blackmailing them. Mm-hmm. Was he one of the teachers or was he the like IT specialist? He was the teacher. Well, I guess he was kind of both. both. 
Yeah. Because he used to, he installed the computer, right? Yeah. Because he's the hardware guy. <laughs> and he told her to like leave it on all the time. And yeah. just so there wouldn't be as much wear and tear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really sound environmental advice. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Henry was mad because uh, Derek was blackmailing him because he'd been having an affair. They used Jason O'Connell because Jason O'Connell says that he had gotten underbid on a couple of recent contracts. And I guess you meant to assume that's because Derek had been giving information to the debate to get to Derek. So he pretends like he's been, you know, using like bad products on on a building or that he's going to build anyways. So it turns out it was Derek. He killed Alan because... Henry had assumed Alan was in on the blackmail. Alan wasn't. And then Alan, I guess, confronted Derek about it and I think was going to fire him. Anyways, as I said before, Michael gets to audit the class. So everybody ends up happy there. And Jessica gets her computer, which I think in the long run, she probably appreciates, even though someone had to die. And so the fun facts here are the company that Jessica visits in order to learn to use her computer is the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation. Sirius spelled... Uh, like you're being you're serious about something a fairly obvious reference to the serious cybernetics corporation serious there spelled like serious black from harry potter from douglas adams the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um, a book i have not read so i don't know what that company mm, does in the book i have read it and uh, now i don't re- i don't remember it's good well when did they come out like the 50s Oh, oh no, I think like the 80s or 90s. Douglas Adams didn't die that long was, ago. I thought it was closer to the episode timeline then. Well, hang on. Are yeah. you thinking of 1984, Megan? Because that's no. the 40s. <laughs> it's a good, it's a pretty good movie too. I know for purists, it's probably not like for big fans of the book, but I think it's a good movie on its own. 1978. Right. Because I thought the deal was was that he was like a comic writer and he died quite young, which was sad. So, and maybe in the 80s. But um, anyways. um, (laughs) Maybe in the 80s it was sad. (laughs) Only in the 80s. Yeah, people are only sad about it in the 80s. (laughs) Sorry, I'll take that out. Just kidding. In addition to being the first episode where Jessica uses a computer over a typewriter... This episode is the first one to use the 1991 Universal logo in the end credits instead of the 1975 logo. Wow. So the tide is a turning. (laughs) 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 Do you remember when we saw um, The Aviator? And the movie ends with him going, it's the way of the future. It's the way of the future. And he like becomes fixated on the phrase. That's what this is. The way the I do remember seeing that movie, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep cut. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a sick. Was it Henry Hughes? A Howard. No, Howard, Howard Hughes. Hughes. Sorry. Henry. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm over Mr. brother. Have you had any caffeine yet? <laughs> Actually, zero. Yeah. Okay. It oh, shows. It shows. So. <laughs> Normally, if you'd had an iced tea, you'd be like off and running with it's the way of the future. It's the way of the future. <laughs> I do remember you can edit this out like that. In that movie, he's been like surrounded by jars of pee mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and he saved his and he saved his clip his nail clipping yeah why did we see that movie i <laughs> we saw it at the coronet <laughs> i definitely saw it in a theater as well yeah, no, so. but it's just like it was an in, it's an interesting because it was like a family family choice to go see the aviator <laughs> you know it's so crazy i was just talking to my coworker about this the other day do you remember when I think it was the three of us. Ashley, maybe you were there too. We took Mark to see Les Mis. We were all in San Francisco. And he had, I believe you and me, Megan, on either side of him, sobbing uncontrollably. And he said the women in the row in front of us, (laughs) all their seats were shaking because they were all like (laughs) violently sobbing as well. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) 
And I've, I've seen the musical a million times. So I was like, it's none of this was a surprise. No. And then I just, <laughs> it just kicked off. I the Anne think- Hathaway, Liam Neeson one? Or no, yeah, there's two. Yeah, Anne Hathaway, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And then there was a one, wasn't there a Liam Neeson one done in the? Yes, Claire Danes. Thank but you. no singing. No singing. Right. So not interested. But no, I do I remember so. we went to a bar with Mark afterwards and we were like, didn't you cry? I mean, we're all like puffy faced and stuff from the amount of tears. <laughs> and he's like, well, no. I mean, he's seen the stage show too. He's like, oh no. I mean, I kind of knew what was going to happen. And we were like, you're a monster. <laughs> what we should have been crying about was Russell Crowe's singing in that. Yeah. Yikes. Hot take. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Is it a hot take? No. <laughs> no, I think it's universally. <laughs> it's obvious. Um, oh, sorry. Anyway, so yes. So that's Lions of Excellence. I, I cannot under, like, I can kind of understand why this episode's called this, but every time I read it, I think it's a military episode. When you sent the, t- like, I was like, I don't know this episode. And then I, when I realized it was about the computer school, then I did. I knew I'd seen it, but I, yeah, it's a weird title. Also, the guy that gets killed is the same guy from Lady in the Lake that Glynis thought looked good in those khakis. Not the guy in the short shorts. That is a fun fact. Yeah. The husband? Yeah. Oh my God. Not the bad husband, but that like other couple that, yeah. I that's so whoa I didn't I knew I kind of recognized him I mean this episode obviously should have been called JPO Pooter Tunes <laughs> yeah it's, is that what the name of the restaurant is on the Ben Stiller show I think, I think so, so. <laughs> yeah it's, it's an interesting episode I like this one not like love but like I definitely am like I've seen it a lot. I because unlike you, Megan, I read the title and I was like, I don't know which episode this is. But <laughs> the random number generator has yielded. But yeah, I I don't know. I have like mixed feelings about it. One thing about it that I just do not care for, and I kind of want to talk it through because I'm not really sure exactly what, but the cop duo is not for me. <laughs> oh see like, i liked oh, them oh i was like get them out of here I, I felt like they were planting it a little bit to see if people liked mm-hmm. them or responded well to it because their one-liners were off the charts it was like, excruciating to me like when 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 the uh oh god what's the the lady's name the designer when she's like do you have any idea what that'll cost me and then they um other, the detective goes well maybe 10 to 20 depending on the judge and oh they, yeah like, these like zingers after zingers and i feel like they were like priming it for a spin-off it did feel that way i just i couldn't handle it Mm-mm. well i guess you're just not in with those nyc like <laughs> yes i'm not customers <laughs> I know. I thought like, oh, normally I would love this, but for some reason I was like, I, like I hate, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kind of feel bad about it, to be honest. No, you it just feel felt bad. a little forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like we get it, your buddies. Like, yeah. And they're trying to trip people up with their like fast talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The other line. I, okay, when the lady who has been in like a hundred million murder she wrote, um, Trisha and I feel like she always plays like a a boss lady, you know, yeah. like a business lady. When she's like something about the knife that he stuck in her back and she's like wait till you see the knife i stick in (laughs) i know and then jessica replies and goes she seems upset yeah Yeah. like a little bit yeah like just totally (laughs) underplaying it and michael's like don't worry it's just a little spat i mean 
I did like that these two people were like designing video games and that she was just this sort of like real corporate 80s lady and she was designing like a Space Invaders game that was yeah. called Surrender or Die Earth Scum. I did like oh, that. Oh, that's time. what the last word was. I tried to catch a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, okay. Is that his script? No, was that her book? The book it was, that was video what game. the game was the video called. game. No, because the scripts, did you guys catch the titles of his short stories? I did, but I'd oh, love good, you to because, read them. Because the one I got, which didn't make any sense, and then I was too busy writing that one to get the second one, was The Damned are playing at Godzilla tonight? Yeah. Wait, Wait that right? Yeah, the, da- the Damned are playing at Godzilla's tonight. Huh. And what was the other one? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love Ashley I'd love you to tell me what you think that short story is about Ashley <laughs> <laughs> said the name I was like am I <laughs> kind of like uh, I think you thought I was wrong I think you I thought did, I was, and then I yeah. feel very foolish is it damned or damned I mean yeah the the damned are playing at Godzilla's tonight <laughs> And Megan just like smiled and nodded and was like, yeah, we'll talk about that. You know, like, <laughs> like I, you probably got it wrong, but that'll be a funny bit for the, for the episode. Yeah, she's like, like save it for the show, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry, say that again, Glennis? As a, maybe it's like a nightclub and they're all like the naughty people playing at Godzilla's. Okay. Or like a band. I feel like it's like 80s partiers in new york partying it up at godzilla's <laughs> a nightclub is, called godzilla's but this is the thing it's like this makes me question sometimes when we hear the title of her books or for in this case the title of short stories it's like maybe when they're taken out of context all titles are bad yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean maybe, this seems a, like particularly <laughs> egregious right also I was sad because like the scene where the mom, Michael's mom's friends all come in, yeah. they have the books. I couldn't catch any of those titles. Mm-mm, I didn't see no. which ones they were having. I just was seeing like portions of the cover and then lots of glamour shots. Mm-hmm. Um, So I Googled damned or playing at Godzilla's tonight. And there's an episode of this podcast. It looks like it's called radio drama revival. And J. Michael Straczynski wrote the radio play that they're doing for the episode. Oh. oh. So he's, he, and this is in 2012. So he definitely used that title again. So, okay. Yeah. Um, he's like, this one's gold. I can't not use it. Right. And I'm trying to find a, um, oh, wow. Uh, Steve Buscemi as Mr. Beresford Mackey. Radio Drama Revival is one of the internet's longest running anthology modern audio radio shows. Uh, we also occasionally dabble in exploring earlier audio works from a cultural and, and historical perspective. Maybe we need to listen to it to know what it's about. Yeah, this one is according to the, the author. Um, explores supernatural tropes and use it in a way that deals with contemporary themes it has kind of a lovecraftian feel starting at the Mm -hmm. end then finding out how we got here and why where else can you get all that and commentary on the state of the music industry (laughs) do i know what i just read no i don't (laughs) i was like it sounds really serious i like didn't understand anything you just said (laughs) it says this fresh little little haunter finds us at a rundown club in Los Angeles where a repo man comes to get the story out of a disheveled owner. The harrowed man tells his story and it is a story of racism, music business, and haunting, uh, the haunting of living and dead and a damn frightening tale of rock and roll. I wasn't wow, wow, that wow. far off. No? No, you no, were you good. Were I had no idea what words I read, so you're fine. Wow. So my question is, does the follow-up story also get the old uh, podcast treatment? That one's called A Last Testament for Nick and the Trooper. (laughs) 
Uh, now, Glennis, uh, I'd also love to hear your thoughts about what you think that one's about. <laughs> I don't know. That one is too Nick big. The <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's like one has fun words in it, like damned and Godzilla, and that one has no fun words in it, like yeah. Trooper and Testament and last. Yeah. I mean, and Nick, I guess. <laughs> either way, Michael's, Michael's got it, you know? Yeah, it's a short story <laughs> he wrote in 1983. Okay. But that one is. That one is, yeah. Whoa. He loves a um oh so is wait, it's J. Michael Straczynski. So he's named Correct. Michael af- after himself. Okay, oh, got it. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Wow. Is is this a uh <laughs> autobi- autobiographical series oh he was just a man from the neighborhood and he was trying to get out of there yeah he made a few wrong choices he said it a couple of times yeah it's hard because like (laughs) (laughs) i want to like michael but i don't want to like michael okay i feel like michael is like i know i know this is hard it's like i appreciate his uh gumption and his okay. like you know drive mm-hmm. it's like can we stop whining about stuff and also mm. like you know those <laughs> you know those computer parts are dodgy like you're buying them from a man who carries around a switchblade okay. and threatens you all the time like well, and then the guy's like oh, well michael asks him like where are the warranty papers and then he's like oh yeah never mind like he knows yeah and I just his like attitude was annoying. God, I'm sounding really negative about this episode. <laughs> I can't wait to get to ages nothing but a number because like he is very reminiscent of Nikki, where like he's just a young kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, does not seem. I mean, he seems young enough, but doesn't seem like an early twenties uh-uh. college student. No, and also like his. It's like, yeah, he's from the neighborhood, but he seems to have two parents that love him. Like, I know the dad's mm-hmm. a bit frosty yeah, the dad and not supportive, but it's like it, the dad turned around so, like, on a dime. Like, and I don't know, he, he wasn't like fighting that hard about him being a writer. He just sort of was like, that's not a real job. Like, which mm-hmm. I think at this time period, probably, a, and with a family of people that are like probably, working hard that probably is how it feels you know what I mean I'm not trying to defend anything but it's it feels like he does have a support network you know what yeah, I mean yeah no like I know he's on his not, own. Not like no a- he's not yeah I don't I just didn't care one way or the other what happened to him <laughs> you know what I mean you know there's those episodes where you're just like mm, I don't <laughs> like I don't want Jeffrey like computer. him up <laughs> Jessica's computer to get hacked but yeah we're he they were describing the crime and it wasn't that they were hot they were gray do you remember that like color scheme where they were and I just thought well it's still a whatever you're doing is not legal so I don't know it just and I think he knew that he just seemed like it just seemed he just seemed too old to have the wool pulled over his eyes for something like this when he was acting like oh woe is me i have such a hard life like all this stuff and it's like well i mean you are doing some of this to yourself like you are in a position where you know you could do better um and he obviously has a job i mean it's not like he just wants to make more money on the commission that's why he's getting the gray market parts but we never i don't know i it's hard because anyone like, heard the term gray market before? Never. Mm-hmm. Never. No, no. That and that was the other thing is I thought <laughs> they're either <laughs> <laughs> they're either like legally obtained or they're illegally obtained. <laughs> and it's just like I don't eh, I didn't yeah, and you're right. And it didn't feel like I know his dad was a little tough, but it didn't feel like other parents were against their child's like dreams. It didn't feel that strong. Like he right. still had dinner with them every night and still had to your point, like a lot of community around him. So I didn't, it was tough for me to, I think also to like in that way to garner any like sympathy. He just I feel like was he just yeah. made, 
and he wasn't very like yeah. charming yeah no i mean he he's we'll get to jonathan scale at some point <laughs> i don't think he's technically a jonathan but he's he has the whininess of a jonathan where you're like stop whining for five mm-hmm. flipping seconds mm-hmm. and it's like i could be a jonathan he's touching on it i mean he is he does have ambition and drive and he, he did do something i mean i kind of like that he hacked into his stuff so that he could take oh, yeah, her class yeah, to go to college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i liked that and i liked that um that he only got busted because he was trying to turn it he was trying to fix the mistake you <laughs> yeah, know the, no, the that error that's cute. That's a good point. That's a good that point. That was the funnest part about him, I think, was that bit. But also, it's like, I love that Jessica is teaching at such a high level that you have to have some pretty good grades to get into Jessica Fletcher's class, I'll tell you. Yeah. Not everybody's that's true. just taking that class. What is it? It's like criminology 101. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a 101 class. No, isn't oh, it's it? like crime, it's crime writing. I think it's about writing. Oh, oh, oh. Because you remember, like, how you would describe the character that, it's, yeah, it's in it's in this episode where like they they're like, how would you describe a character who just did like committed a bunch of crimes oh, or murder right. or something? She's like, you'd pace around, you'd be nervous, and then Michael chimed in with a, he'd yes. be exhausted, he'd take a nap. Yeah, yeah. no, if yeah, no, I uh, yeah that that te- I mean. The, there was a lot of talking to the computer and talking to the typewriter, which I was like, <laughs> we've never seen Jessica do this before. Like, why now? Like when the L key breaks and she's like, why did I pick characters named Lola and Larry Lamont? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did think it was cute when she was talking to the computer. I thought that was cute. And then when, like, all the people are, like, bagging on computers and they, like, want them to get run over by a truck. And you're like, guys, relax. <laughs> I know. They're, like, joking about murdering the computer. And yeah. they're like, I'm not a suspect. Let's dust it for prints. I was like, yeah. guys, this joke is going on a little long. Like, but it was kind of, I love the idea, though, because, like, it's funny to tease about it now because obviously everybody has a computer. But it's like if you were a certain age and computers came out, you probably wouldn't need to take a class like that to understand how to, like, turn it on. And, like, I thought it was sweet they were all, like, trying to learn how to just use one. Yeah. Yeah. And And she was using it to take notes for herself. Yeah. Meet Michael (laughs) at the park on the corner of. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had to get that info. She couldn't have put more information down in that note. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I really felt like she had some chemistry with, um, I don't remember his character's name, but the guy that they used to kind of With the plans? Yeah, the construction guy. I thought they were going to dinner after, for sure. Definitely. That guy seemed fun. I know. Yeah, I like did. him. Sky Toucher's Construction. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was called? Yeah. <laughs> he was, he seemed like, he was like happy to have a bit of a laugh. He wasn't embarrassed about the fact that he was, it was his third time taking the class. You know, yeah, he was no, trying I, to learn. I thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed fun. <laughs> yeah. And then he like, I love when they like trick the person, you know? Yeah, it was funny because you're like, I guess they're good enough pals that she can ask him to. Whenever they ask someone to be bait, they're essentially asking them to put their lives on the line. <laughs> right, so, right. Because... I feel like if he was taking class and was at risk, he also had a vested interest because like- I'm, That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I'm not saying he didn't. It's just brave. It is yeah. brave. No, 100%. But I feel like in this case- Versus some of the other cases, he did actually like if this guy found anything in the future, he would then be at risk. Right. True. Do you want it with Ram, Rom, Boop, <laughs> Like nobody understands that. No one. Get out of here. She signed up for a computer class. What do you think she like? Yeah. How much no, Ram? No. How much Rom? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know what she doesn't know what a CD ROM is. No. And now and now nobody will because we don't have them anymore. On I know, right, right. That's a thing of yesteryear. <laughs> Megan even asked me, she was like, 
what is rum? Is that something that we need to know I about? Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I know. Then I felt like kind of a bobo, but I, yeah, I mean, and then she's like, you know, schools him or whatever. He's like, oh, I should tone it down or whatever. It's like yeah, layman's Derek. terms or speak English or something, yeah. right? I mean, he seems so nice, but you uh-huh. know. Should we go through the beats? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Thunder weather, no. Secret doors, closet hiding, no. Poisoning, bludgeoning. I mean, Alan was bludgeoned and strangled, which is a heck of a way to go. Quite late on in the episode. I mean, like, and also it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought we were hitting like minute 40 and I was like, where is someone dying here? Like, I can't really remember, but it might not have been that far long. Also, he wasn't like a bad dude or anything. I know he'd mm-hmm. sort of done the naughty thing to Linda, but I don't know. Collateral damage. And he was yeah. cheating on his wife. No, yeah, he wasn't. That's... Henry oh, Waverly no. was Henry. cheating on his wife. No, no, so... no. But the the guy that got oh, killed. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Megan. Yeah, that weird right. line where he's like, do you want it in here? Do you want it in the office? I'll take the call in my office. Blech. God, people in the 80s were always hooking up with their co-workers. It's like, guys. <laughs> also, the artwork in his office was so 80s. <laughs> it was just like pastel shapes, kind of like. Oh, my God. It's like late together. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. yeah. It was, well, was it Z Gallery? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was giving yeah. me Z Gallery vibes. Yeah. Okay. So phone wire cut. We had a modem. <laughs> So like coming through the coming through them phone wires. So there was something. Uh she's shaking no window peep. Uh Michael's looking at Alan and Henry through Alan's office window when they're okay. having their disagreement. Yeah. Fake name ID. No, the fuzz slash cop quirk. We have Timothy Chance and Cynthia Devereaux, and their cop quirk is that they're a double act. And annoying mm-hmm. as hell. Megan. I know, <laughs> I know. Hot take. It isn't. I think the others agree with you, but I I don't agree with you. I loved. You every were like, "Where is the spinoff?" <laughs> I was like, "Is there a spinoff?" <laughs> Just to be clear, <laughs> you're like Chance and Devereaux. I gotta catch that. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, and did you notice what was offered to them by Jessica? I think it was to those two. She said, I'll get you a corned beef sandwich. Oh, yes. People loved corned beef. Oh, my God. In the 80s, people could not get enough corned beef. It's I so weird. I feel like the first time I had a corned beef sandwich was like not that long ago. There was a bar that's no longer here in San Francisco called Portals on West Portal. And they had just corned beef sandwiches out for St. Patty's Day. And they were so good. It was just like. Bread, mayo, mustard, and corned beef. And I was like, yeah. could not stop eating them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've ever had a corned beef sandwich. Susanna, it was kind of a game changer. It was so good. <laughs> and I'm like, so simple, but oh my gosh. So yeah. Mean bread. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> yeah. I mean, mayo and mustard, that's, that's all you needed. That counts as a vegetable, right? Somewhere in yeah. there. Sure. Mustard? <laughs> Mustard's a plant? Yeah. 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 <laughs> As she told me, mustard was a vegetable. <laughs> I'm going to tell people later. <laughs> um, businessy business. Computers. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. People nuts for him. I heart Hartley, we did have a publisher mentioned. Jessica, she was like, um, so I can send this to my publisher from Kevin Cove, Maine. <laughs> well and okay i know this couldn't be her because the timing doesn't work but you know jessica's really invested in this baby that's being born in cabot cove (laughs) and the mom's name is susan and i was like is this susan hartley but obviously couldn't be she and eddie (laughs) i think it was a family member because she did say we have jessica relax maybe they can't call you the second the baby's born i know that that helped her like crack the case but like it was kind of she's like you call me the second that and then she's all mad that they hadn't 
Right. Megan, you're absolutely right. Because I'm so glad you pointed that out. Because all I was thinking is if I was Susan on the other end of the phone and I had just <laughs> given birth to a baby like 24 hours before and I had some lady in uh, with her in her fancy apartment with her amazing view in New York City giving me grief. She's like, I thought you said your mother would call me as soon as the baby was born. I say, I have bigger fish to fry right now than whether I called you as quickly as I should have. Yes. Right. Right. And But as you say, I do appreciate that that was like important to solving the crime. (laughs) But I couldn't have been on the phone. It's like, Jessica, is now a good time to fight with me about this? This lady's like. Probably still in the hospital. Yeah, still in the <laughs> hospital. Still recovering. Still yeah. absolutely recovering. Her <laughs> hormones are all over the place. It's like, yeah, challenge her. Yeah, make sure she knows that you know she didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the fact that she called like within 12 hours later. Yeah. Because this person right, didn't right, answer. Right. Like, surely this woman has like quite a, you know, We've got quite a lot of stress on our plate, but like quite a lot of people to call of like immediate right. <laughs> Yeah. And then to remember to call back. You're like, I gotta call Jessica. First priority, Jessica. <laughs> call her again because she didn't answer the first time. <laughs> um, and then she's not even going up right away. It's like, oh, why did I bother calling you right away if you're not coming up till the weekend? Um, AJ, nothing but a number. I'm interested in this. So Michael's parents, his mom was 41 and his Shut dad was 57. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wait, how old is the dad? 57. <laughs> <laughs> not okay. That's rough. I thought, that I did not think that's how old they were. Let's just put it that way. Our office lovebirds, Alan and Linda. Linda was 46 and Alan was 44. Derek was 47. Okay. The killer? Yes. Yeah. I know. It's the hair and the outfit and the 80s demeanor. Like there's, yeah. 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 Jason O'Connell, who was our construction guy, was 63. Henry Waverly was 52. Our uh, dynamic duo, Timothy Chance, was 52 and Cynthia Devereaux was 44. Oh, she looked good. Yeah, she's yeah, she really pretty. She was beautiful. Yeah, she looked yeah. great. And Michael Rosari, I didn't get an age. So I tried to do a deep dive. I'm not trying to upstage you because I was very concerned about, like, they're like, this is behavior entirely consistent with his age. I'm like, he's like 35. But I. I <laughs> I potentially found an age and if it's right he would have been 27 but I don't okay this is not like confirmed yeah sometimes yeah gotta come in from left field a little bit yeah um okay so that brings us nicely onto the Jonathan scale I (laughs) guess Michael I wouldn't make a strong argument for Michael but I guess like a medium one I don't know one out of five Maybe none. I mean, he did have ambition and drive and stuff. He did. But he, he was, was a little... pretty annoying. Yeah. Super annoying. Yeah, do we have, like, variations on the show? Yeah, like, I did a whole scale. Drive. No, I know, but, like, within it, like, drive, <laughs> but super annoying. <laughs> Out at, like, a three Jonathan scale. I, I see so. what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this it's he's like... A one, or sorry, a five in drive and a one in annoying, meaning he's super annoying. He's a three. And he was like entitled, like a Jonathan and kind of a little mansplainy. Oh my God, so mansplainy. Yeah. And like, and also, I don't know, being 27, okay. I was like, this guy's 40 if he's a day and he needs to move out of his parents' house. And stop making excuses. Because also, like, if he's 27, he graduated from high school almost 10 mm-hmm. years ago. It's time yeah. to move on, man. You know? I understand it's hard, but... Did you get an age on the, like, the, like, computer TEF that threatened him? No, I didn't. I'm sure he's on. Hold on. Let me... Here, I can look, too. That guy was... <laughs> the computer TEF? 
<laughs> was that was that Ivan Kane? Nero? Nero? Was it, yeah, Nero. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ivan Kane. I mean, this is the trouble when they only have like a handful of credits. No, he Aww. doesn't have more than that. <laughs> Megan. I know, rude. Oh, he's married to Champagne Susie. Who's that? No idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said it like you knew. I know. <laughs> We're like, ooh, champagne's easy, easy. So these days, no petite feet, no uh, glamour shots. Ashley brought up the book covers, uh, but also we have the alien on the front cover of the video game. Mm-hmm. And we had many a glamour shot of Michael at his parents' house. Oh yes. yeah, I forgot that so many. i got a good picture of it yeah and then a family like a like a vintage family photo behind the dad when they were having dinner that's right yep when they were having the most spaghetti you've ever seen <laughs> in your life <laughs> yeah um that she wanted a bucket of spaghetti and somebody was happy to oblige that request right. um so smooches we had an almost smooch from Alan and Linda. Right. You know that that stuff in Kath and Kim where Kath and Kel go in, but they have their mouths puckered all wide. It's, <laughs> like, it's a comedy. So like, and then they sort of get, <laughs> they always get stopped. That's what that kiss felt like in this episode where they sort of going in open mouth and then you're like, yeah. um, bloody hands. We do see the body on the floor. Familiar, we don't see any blood or anything. Familial ties, no. Eyes, a friend function, no. Eyes closed, head shake, straight head nod. So she yeah. was just like, yeah. Okay, fave outfit, worst outfit, Ashley. Okay, my fave outfit was what Jessica wore at the end. It was a navy blazer with a red striped blouse. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. I liked a lot of her outfits. And I don't have a worst outfit. I guess it would be the the ungodly amount of pasta sitting at the table <laughs> mm. <laughs> it didn't even look very nice it just no, looked like it a it had like a like a creamy not of like a vodka sauce it had like a like a a creamy sheen to it i don't know i don't know how to describe it yeah you're right it was too shiny yeah. megan were fave outfit worst outfit um fave outfit uh jessica wore this like I think it was kind of green houndstooth jacket with a green mm-hmm. like a wool shirt underneath. And I didn't have too many bad ones, but I didn't love what was the was it Ellen? The lady Linda. Linda, sorry. She wore like an orange jacket with a floral pattern shirt underneath that I mm-hmm. and her hair was kind of tough. Her was yeah. bad. She's such a beautiful woman, it was cruel. Um, Glennis, what do you think? Um, I really love Jessica's red blazer and white blouse at the beginning with the brooch, um, which mm-hmm. in class. And I didn't really have a least favorite. Sure, I mean the pasta. Um, maybe also just everything Michael wore. Yeah, it's a blousey look. Yeah, that Michael's <laughs> rocking is. for sure. Um, I my favorite outfit was also Glennis, the just that white crisscross top. It sort of had mm-hmm. a high call. It was so beautiful. I was like, how can I get me one of that? Because <laughs> I feel like it would look nice in it. It didn't have a worst outfit. I thought everybody looked pretty good in this episode. Uh, biggest hunk, Glennis. What do you think? Oh, um, come back to me. Okay, Megan. You know, I'm going to go with, it'd be helpful if I knew his character's name, which is like, not great. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> it's kind of the guy that she works with at the end. Jason turn- O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, Jason O'Connell. That's what I'm going with. His The thing is, his, his real name is Conrad Janice, which okay. is the coolest name. He should just be <laughs> called that in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ashley, what about you? I'm going to go with Lieutenant Cynthia Deverell. Mm, she was cute. Yeah. Linus, what about you? Yeah, I that's that's what I was looking for. I was, yeah, I would, I'm going to go with the lieutenant as well. So mine's a cheat and I'm, I went with Jessica. 
because I thought she looked really nice in this episode. Yeah, really yeah, but nice. that is a cheat. <laughs> that is a cheat that's not allowed. <laughs> uh, I know she looks great in every episode, but I just thought it, it, her clothes and everything, particularly in this one, looked great. JB Burns, Megan, did you have any burns? Not, I don't think from Jessica. I mean, there was a lot of like bashing on computers. Um, I did like the line about the um, wait till you see the knife I stick in his. <laughs> I mean, and I, yeah, I, I, that's my point. Okay. Glynis, what about you? Um, The only one was the one I already said about um, where the Lieutenant says, well, maybe 10 to 20, depending on the judge when she's talking okay. to what was the designer's name? Linda. Linda, when she's talking to Linda, like, do you know how much that'll cost me? Anyways, yeah, I thought that was good. Ashley, what about you? Um, no burns, but it it was funny when she was talking to Michael because he's like trying to run from the cops, and she goes, "If you run, it'll only make things worse." And so he ran, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, his blousey blouse blowing in the breeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting caught on that chain link fence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when she was talking to the computer, I thought that was cute. She's like, okay, either we come to an understanding or one of us won't come out of here alive. Yeah, I wrote down, I know, listen, I know this is not what Megan wants, but I did write down a lot of lines from um Deborah and Chance. I I did write one from Jessica where she, where she he's asking her what sort of specs she wants for the computer. And she says, mm, something in a nice beige. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. And then um, uh, Devereaux says, I hate outside murders, which made me laugh. And <laughs> we're talking about if it's an inside or an outside murder. And then Chance, uh, after they say, oh, it could have been a woman, actually, that did this chance. Chance who'd said it was a man said, I know I should attend more staff meetings. <laughs> Which I did. That made <laughs> That's me check a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I liked when Chance said, Oh, you made some unpleasant threats. And Deborah goes, Redundant. All threats are unpleasant. And that, that also made me laugh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was just like rolling my eyes. You're like right. throwing up in the background. Um, fave guest star, Ashley. Um, I would actually say Michael, is it Ciminello? I think the, yeah. D David Ciminello, yeah. Yeah, David Ciminello. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Michael character, yeah. Okay. Glynis? I'm going to go with Conrad Janis. Mm, okay. That's a good choice. Or Giannis. Uh, Megan, what do you think? Same. Conrad Janis. I went with Randy Heller, who was... Cynthia yeah. Devereaux. Yeah. I thought she was. I Listen, I liked the cops. I'm sorry. You know no, what? I'm no. not apologizing it's a, it's a for that. Don't, don't apologize. <laughs> 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 I thought they were funny. Um, Glynis's guess. Glynis, who'd you guess? <clears throat> um, I got it right. Okay. But well I, done. Um, I think for the first half of the episode, I thought he was the security guard. I didn't realize he was the teacher. And I wrote security guard, guy with mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. Nailed <laughs> it. Okay, what do we think Linus gave this episode? Four? I'm going to go three. Ashley, what about you? I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite moment, Glynis? The part where Jessica's inspecting the uh, telephone wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> I thought that was good. She's like, wire, wire. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what about, oh, sorry, Ashley, sorry. What, what's your um, points and your overall ranking? I mean, in your favorite moment, sorry. Gosh, it felt like a little slow pace for me and it wasn't one of my favorites. So oh, I don't want to do this. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. And for fave moment, 
I like when Derek's explaining to her the functioning of the computer and then she kind of sits down to get settled in because we're so accustomed to having computers now. It's just, it was just funny to watch him like set everything (laughs) up. Like, like, I don't know, like it would be my first iPhone or something like that. Like, I don't know what's going on. So it was cool. I liked it. I like the computers though. What about you? What about points? I mean, I feel bad, but I'm going to give it a five. I just, I also thought it was a little slow and I guess I just like, wasn't really invested in anyone. Um, and we know how I feel about the cops. <laughs> you did not like those cops. I know it's kind of <laughs> wild. I, I wasn't really expecting to like feel that strongly about it. Um, favorite moment. Yeah. Like the scenes in the, like the computer class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I gave this a five also. I sort of like a Crimson Harvest is my benchmark five. It's like, did I find <laughs> it more or less boring than for Crimson Harvest? And I'm like right on the money the same. I like the cops, but I didn't really like Michael. And because he was such a big part of it, I was like, mm, this is not my favorite young Wait, what person. did you give the one that you really hated? The one with um <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> wait i'm totally spacing on oh murder enough shark <laughs> oh with the hands oh I the bloody hands <laughs> i loved it i know you and i make it we're very different like sometimes sure. our tastes converge and then sometimes we disagree on Devereaux and chance which you know <laughs> and my favorite bits were with Devereaux and chance I, was, I, I, did, <laughs> I did like their one two punch does anybody have anything else they want to add before we close off? <laughs> no. Megan can't stop laughing. <laughs> Take your dab up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.